Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. Girl, I ain't got no time to do no little singing intro. We got to get right into it. Britney Spears just left the fucking courtroom. And bitch, when I tell you it's explosive, it's fucking explosive. So let's just get into the motherfucking show right now. Come on, boom. Girl, I don't. I really don't know where to begin. Um, but I will start off by saying this is the first time in the whole entire conservatorship. Mind you, this conservatorship started 13 years ago. Okay. 13 years ago. This is the first time she's been able to address the court. She did have like a closed um, meeting with one of the judges two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Um, but this is the first time she's actually addressed the court herself in person with her own voice. And bitch, it's everything we expected. Everything we already been knew. But finally, it's it's being documented. And it's coming out of her mouth. Girl, let me... I don't need... I really... Okay, hold on. Billy, you're about to drive me nuts right now. Get off the fucking pillowcase. I just bought some new pillows. And... Hold on. This girl's about to drive me nuts. Billy. Shit. Okay. <clears throat> I Okay, again, don't know where to begin, but I'm just going to start reading some of the live tweets and stuff. I was listening to the audio, but <clears throat> I logged out of the audio because I didn't want the LA court um, live stream to, you know, to crash. And I didn't want her hearing to be adjourned or none of that shit, bitch. I needed Brittany to be... In that motherfucking courtroom talking to fucking Judge Penny. <sighs> okay, so. Um, so, it, it, it starts at like 1.30. Clearly, there's some like fucking technical difficulties because the girls, the girls, the Britney girls, we was out here really swarming the fucking servers. And I told these bitches, I said, bitches, we're go- you're going to fucking crash the servers. You know fucking LA Court. And all that fucking, that fucking public access websites working on fucking Netscape and Windows 1998 and AOL um, dial-up, bitch. You know, they ain't got, they ain't got the juice. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got the fucking juice to really hold up, you know, all of us. So, y'all get off the fucking live stream. So, clearly, that's what the fuck it was going on. So, her court-appointed attorney, hold on, before we get into this. So, you know, she's never been able to pick her own attorney ever, ever. Like, she's never had that ability. Um, so, she's been stuck with this dude, Ingham, since the beginning. And so, she got to pay him. And if you guys haven't heard really what's been going on, I suggest you listen to the other podcast, the Free Britney podcast. I think it's like episode three or whatever. Um, listen to that first and then come back to this. But Ingham was there. Side note, she spent $890,000 this year alone on attorney fees because she doesn't not only have to pay for her attorney, Ingham, she also has to pay for her father's attorney and all the conservators' attorneys as well. $890,000. Bitch, we're not even in July. Almost a whole milli on attorney on, on attorney fees. Um, bitch, imagine you get in a fucking bill on some shit that you don't even really like even be fucking with. But like here's a here, pay this a little million dollars, girl. Um and here's the thing. It's not like she can't pay it. I mean, it's not like she can't pay it. Her fucking conservators pay it. So it's like they just be logging into her fucking account, bitch, and just be transferring the coins. It's it's fucking Wild. Anyways, I just I was reading about that the other day. I said eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars this year alone, and it was stated because there was a huge media frenzy because you know the New York Times um, documentary that came out because that happened. You know they had to fly um, Jamie's attorney Vivian Thorine, fucking villain ass bitch. They had to fly her out to be on camera and represent them. It was like, you know, they were like, oh, we're trying to defend it and bitch, it shouldn't be no $890,000. Like, I don't know, like, I I don't know too much about 
But I do know enough to be like, bitch, I know good and goddamn well it ain't no $890,000, bitch. How many, how, fuck, bitch. Hold on. Let me just do the fucking math, bitch. I can't even, hold on. How many hours are in a year? It's 8,760 hours, bitch. I'm really about to just do the math. I'm not really good. Divided, divided by two. Don't make fun of me, bitch. 4,300. Okay, I'm just going to do the math, bitch. I'm just going to do the math. We got 4,380 hours. All right. It let, that's, that's to say if these bitches was working around the clock, like every, like never sleeping, literally woke up on January 1st and has, has not stopped working until June 1st or the end of June 1st. So let's, let's, um, divide it by girl. I hope my math is good. Cause I'm really embarrassing myself right now. Cause I'm not good at math, bitch. Oops. Okay. So that didn't work. Ah, don't, don't shame me, bitch. Okay. 890 dollars. How many zeros? One, two. Okay. Divided by, what did I say? 4,000. Fuck, bitch. How much is this shit? 4,380. Okay. 4,380. All right. Enter. $203. So that means your attorney fees are $203 an hour, which actually is not that much because my attorney fees are $700 an hour. But that's to say, like, hold on. That's literally saying, like, these bitches worked nonstop and, and clocked in that many hours. Like, bitch, there's no way. There's not enough hours in a day. You know what I'm saying? All y'all motherfuckers is doing, and I think, first off, don't be clocking in hours because you logging into Britney Spears' Bank of America account and fucking transferring funds, bitch. Y'all don't need to be getting paid to be transferring funds. Oh, I hate these people so much. Like, y'all don't know how much I hate them. Like, I'm laughing, but I really deadass do not like them. Anyways... Okay, so anyways, I actually was reading, when I recorded this, I read the whole entire transcript, um, but I just got my hands on the actual audio. So I'm going to just play the actual audio. Um, Bitch, why I got this fucking retainer in? Hold on, bitch. I hate this shit. Ugh, so annoying. Okay, so I have the actual audio of Britney talking. So I'm going to just play that in its entirety so you guys can just hear it. Um, and hear her voice. I will say it is very heartbreaking um, to listen to because you just hear like the desperation of a woman who, after 13 years of abuse, is just pleading and just kind of going on and on, just feverishly trying to explain. Like you only like you like she's waited this long to finally be able to speak, and so it is very. Um, I don't know. It's just really heartbreaking to hear. Um, there's definitely like some moments in there where like, it's, it's sad. Um, especially towards the end, bitch. I was listening to this in my car, bitch. I was boo-hooing, honey. I was, I was giving you ugly Oprah Winfrey crying, bitch. So I just want to give you guys a heads up right now. I'm going to play it and then get back into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will be honest with you, I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and wrote in length what I had been through the last four months before I came there. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I'll recap. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to oh, find an attorney. Ms. Spears, Ms. Spears, um, I, did, I hate to interrupt you, but my court reporter is taking down what you're saying. Okay. And so you have to speak a little more slowly. Oh, oh of course. Yes. Okay. And, I apologize. And Great. Of everything you're saying. Okay. Sure. Now, um, 
the people who did this to me should not get away and be able to walk away so easily. Recap, I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off the stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and scary. And with the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney. So out of fear, I went ahead and I did the tour. When I came off that tour, a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early, but it was hard because I'd been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's going to go. I rehearsed four to four days a week. Um, half of the time in the studio and half of the other time in a Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show with my whereabouts, where I preferred to rehearse and actually did most of the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of video with me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. I led a room of 16 new dancers in rehearsals. It's funny to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsal. They don't even see me. So why are they even claiming that? When I said no to one dance move into rehearsals, um, it was as if I planted a huge bomb um, somewhere. And I, I said, no, I don't wanna do it this way. After that, my management and my dancers and my assistant of the new people that were supposed to do the new show all went into a room, shut the door, and didn't come out for at least 45 minutes. Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by my at-the-time therapist, Dr. Benson, who died, that my manager called him in that moment and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals. And he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication, and I'm nowhere near these stupid people. It made no sense at all. There was a week period where they, they were nice to me, and they said, I don't want to do, and I told them I don't want to do the, um, they, wait, no, they were, they were nice to me. They said, if I don't want to do the new Vegas show, I don't have to, because I was getting really nervous. I said, I can wait. It was like, they told me I could wait. It was like lifting literally 200 pounds off of me when they said, I don't have to do in the show anymore. Cause it was, I was really, really hard on myself and it was too much. Um, I couldn't take it anymore. So I remember telling my assistant, but you know what? I feel weird if I say no. I feel like they're going to come back and be mean to me or punish me or something. Three days later, after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All of this was a false. He, uh, he immediately the next day put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I'd been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong um, and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad really about anything. I told them I was scared and I, my doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication, come to my home, stay with me, to monitor me on this new medication, which I never wanted to be on to begin with. There were six different nurse, nurses in my homes and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere. For, for a month. Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. And my dad only, he acted like he didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away when my kids went to home to Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down and did a psych test on me. It took forever but i was i was told i had to then after that i got off oh um wait i was told i had to then after i got a, a phone call from my dad saying after i did the psych test with this lady basically saying i had failed the test or whatever at uh, whatever um i'm sorry Brittany. you have to listen to your doctors they are planning to send you to a small home in beverly hills to do a small rehab program that we're going to make up for you you're going to pay sixty thousand dollars a month for this I cried on the phone for an hour and he loved every minute of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me as he loved the control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%.
He loved it. I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking, making anyone work, work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport card, and placing them in a home where they they work with the people who live with them. They all, they all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the 24 seven security. Um, there, there was one chef that came there and cooked for me um, daily on the, during the weekdays. They watched me changed every day, naked, morning, noon, and night. Um, my body, I had no privacy door for my, um, for my room. I gave eight gals of blood a week. If I didn't do any of my meetings and work from ten, um, eight to six at night, which is 10 hours a day, seven days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And ma'am, I will tell you, Sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again two years later. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry, it's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes on joints and stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things. But my precious body, who's worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my father, ignorant father to take his own daughter, who only has a role with me if I work with him. They set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me. That's given these people I've worked for way too much control. They also threatened me and said, if I don't go, then I have to go to court. And it will be more embarrassing me if the judge publicly makes go the, the evidence we have. You have to go. I was advised for my image. I need to go ahead and just go and get it over with. They said that to me. I don't I don't even drink alcohol. I, sh I should drink alcohol, considering what they put my heart through. Also, the Bridges facility they sent me to, none of the kids, the, 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 I, went, I was doing this program for four months. So the last um, two months, I went to a Bridges facility. None of the kids there did the, the, did the program. They never showed up for any of them. Um, you didn't have to do anything if you didn't want to. How come they always made me go? How come I was always threatened by my dad and anybody that participated in this conservatorship? If I don't do this, what they tell me to enslave me to do, they're going to punish me. The last time I spoke to you by just keeping the conservatorship going and also keeping my dad in the loop made me feel like I was dead, like I didn't matter, like nothing had been done to, to me, like you thought I was lying or something. I'm telling you again because I'm not lying. I want to feel heard, and I'm telling you this again so maybe you can understand the depth and the degree and the damage that they did to me back then. I want changes and I want changes going forward. I deserve changes. I was told I have to sit down and be evaluated again if I want to end the conservatorship. Ma'am, I didn't know I could petition the conservatorship to end it. I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I honestly didn't know that. But honestly, but I don't think I owe anyone to be evaluated. I've done more than enough. I don't feel like I should even be in room with anyone to offend me by trying to question my capacity of intelligence, whether I need to be in this stupid conservatorship or not. I've done more than enough. I don't owe these people anything, especially me, the one that has roofed and fed tons of people on tour on the road. It's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through. And that's the main reason I've never said it openly. And mainly I didn't want to say it openly because I honestly don't think anyone would believe me. To be honest with you, the Paris Hilton story on what they did to her to that, that school, I didn't believe any of it. Of it. I'm sorry. I'm an outsider, and I'll just be honest. I didn't believe it, and maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I didn't want to say any of this to anybody, to the public, because I thought people would make fun of me or laugh at me and say, she's lying. She's got everything. She's Britney Spears. I'm not lying. I just want my life back, and it's been 13 years, and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end. 
without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on tour on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough, but I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am, and it's enough. It makes no sense at all. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his fucking car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Um, I also would like to be able to short share my story with the world and um, what they did to me instead of it being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. I want to be able to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this in for so long is not good for my heart. I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me. For my sanity, I need you to the judge to approve me, do, it, be, do an interview where I can be heard on what they did to me. And actually, I have the right to use my voice and take up for myself. My attorney says I can't, um, it's not good. I can't let the public know anything they did to me. And by not saying anything is saying it's okay. I, can, I don't know what I said here. It's not okay. I would rush. Actually, I don't want to interview. I'd much rather just have an open call to you for the press to hear, which I didn't know today we're doing. So thank you. Instead of having an interview, honestly, I need that to get it off my heart, the anger and all of it that, that, um, that's, that's been happening. <clears throat> It's not fair they're telling me lies about me openly. Even my family, they do interviews to anyone they want on news stations, my own family doing interviews and talking about the situation and making me feel so stupid. And I can't say one thing. And my own people say I can't say anything. It's been two years. I want a recorded call to you. Actually, we're doing this now, which I didn't know that we were doing this. Um, to the public say knows what they did to me. I told my, um, I know my lawyer, Sam, has been very scared for me to go forward because he's saying if I speak up, I'm being over overworked in that facility of that rehab place. The, the rehab place will sue me. He told me I should keep it to myself, really. I would personally like to, actually, I know I've, I've had grown with a personal relationship with Sam, my lawyer. I've been talking to him like three times um, a week now. We've kind of built a relationship, but I haven't really had the opportunity by my own self to actually handpick my own lawyer by myself. Um, and I would like to be able to do that. Um, I would like to um, also, um, the main reason why I'm here is because I want to end the conservatorship without having to be evaluated. I've done a lot of research, ma'am, and there's a lot of judges who do end conservatorships for people without them having to be evaluated all the time. The only times they don't is if a concerned family member says something's wrong with this person and consider um, an other otherwise and considering my family has lived off my conservatorship for 13 years i won't be surprised if one of them has has something to say and go forward and say we don't think this should end we have to help her especially if i get my fair serve and turning exposing what they did to me also i want to speak to you about at the moment my obligations which i personally don't think at the very moment i owe anybody anything i have three meetings a week i have to attend no matter what i just don't like feeling like i work for the people whom i pay i don't like being told i have to no matter what even if i'm sick jody the conservator says i um i have to see my coach ken even when i'm sick i would like to do one meeting a week with a therapist i've never in before even before they sent me to that place had two therapy sessions um a therapy one a therapy session and one therapy session with um my I have a doctor and then a therapy person. Um, what I've been forced to do illegal in my life, I shouldn't be told I have to be available three times a week to these people. I don't know. I'm talking to you today because I feel again, yes, even Jody is starting to kind of take it too far with me. They have me going to therapy twice a week and a psychiatrist. I've never in the past had wait, they have me going, yeah, twice a week and my doctor gold. So that's three. I've never in the past had to see a therapist more than once a week. It takes too much out of me going to this man. I don't know. Number one, I'm scared of people. I don't trust people with what I've been through. And the clever setup of being in Westlake, one of the most exposed places in Westlake, which today, yesterday, paparazzi showed me coming out of the place, literally crying um, in therapy. It's embarrassing and it's demoralizing. I deserve privacy when I go. I deserve privacy when I go and have therapy either at my home, like I've done for eight years. They've always come to my home or um, when the Dr. Benson, the guy, the man that died, 
um, I went to a place similar to what I went to in Westlake, which was very exposed and really bad. Um, okay, so wait, where was I? In Westlake, it's, I, it was identical to Dr. Blaisman, who died, the one who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me to. And to be totally honest with you, I was so... Excuse me for interrupting you, but my reporter says if you could just slow down a little bit because she's trying to make sure she gets everything that you're saying. Okay, cool. And so if you could, so okay. Um, I have been through, and the cover setup in Westlake is identical to Dr. Benson, who died, the one who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me. And to be totally honest with you, when he passed away, I got on my knees and thank God. In other words, my team is pushing, with, pushing it with me again. I have trapped phobias being in small rooms because the trauma locking me up in, for four months in that place is not okay for them to send me, sorry, I'm going fast, to that small room like that twice a week with another new therapist I pay that I never even approved. I don't like it. I don't want to do that. And I haven't done anything wrong to deserve this treatment. It's not okay to force me to do anything I don't want to do. By law, by law, Jody and this so-called team should honestly, I should be able to sue them for threatening me and saying, if I don't go and do these meetings twice a week, we, can, we can't let you have your money and go to Maui on your vacations. You have to do what you're told for this program and then you will be able to go. But it was very clever. They picked one of the most exposed places in Westlake, knowing I have the hot topic of the conservatorship that over five paparazzis are going to show up and get me crying coming out of that place. I begged them to make sure that they did this at my home so I would have privacy. I deserve privacy. The whole conservatorship from the beginning, once um, the conservatorship, oh, the conservatorship from the beginning, once you see someone, whoever it is in the conservatorship, making money, making them money and myself money and working, that whole that whole statement right there, the conservatorship should end. There should be no, I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work and provide money and work for myself and pay other people. It makes no sense. The laws need to change. What state allows people to own another person's money and account and threaten them and saying, you can't spend your money unless you do what we want you to do. And I'm paying them. Ma'am, I've worked since I was 17 years old. You have to understand how thin that is for me. Every morning I get up to know I can't go on somewhere unless I meet people I don't know every week in an office identical to the one where the therapist was very abusive to me. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. And now we can sit here all day and say, oh, conservatorships are here to help people. But ma'am, there's a thousand conservatorships that are abusive as well. I don't feel like I can have, live a full life. I don't owe... I don't owe them to go see a man I don't know and share him my problems. I don't even believe in therapy. I always think you take it to God. I want to end the conservatorship without being evaluated. In the meantime, I want this therapist um, once a week. He can either come to my home. Um, no, I just want him to come to my home. I'm not willing to go to Westlake and be embarrassed by all these paparazzi the scummy paparazzi laughing at my faces while I'm crying, coming out and taking my pictures as all these um, white, nice dinners where people drinking wine at restaurants, watching me leave these places. They set me up by sending me to the most exposed places. places and I told them I didn't want to go there because I knew um, paparazzi would show up there. Um, uh, they only gave me two options for therapists and I'm not sure how you make your decisions, ma'am, but this is the only chance for me to talk to you for a while. I need your your help. So if you can just kind of let me know where your head is, I, I don't really honestly know what to say. But my requests are just to end the conservatorship without being evaluated. I, I want to petition basically to end the conservatorship, but I want to I want it to be petitioned to end it. But I don't want to be evaluated and be sat in a room with people four hours a day like they did me before. And they made it even worse for me after that happened. So. I just I, I, I'm honestly new at this and I'm doing research on all these things. I do know common sense and the method that things can end it for people. It has ended without them being evaluated. So I just want you to take that in considerate consideration. I've also done research. Um, um, wait, also took a year during COVID to get me any self-care methods during COVID. She said there were no services available. She's lying, mom. 
ma'am. My mom went to the spa twice in Louisiana during COVID. For a year, I didn't have my nails done, no hairstyling and no massages, no acupuncture, nothing for a year. I saw the maids in my home each week with their nails done different each time. She made me feel like my dad does. Very similar, her behavior and my dad, but just a different dynamic. Team wants me to work and stay home instead of having longer vacations. They're, they you, they are used to me sort of doing a weekly routine for them, and I'm over it. I don't feel like I owe them anything at this point. They need to be reminded they actually work for me. They trick me by sending me to the oh, – okay, I repeated myself there. Um, okay. Uh, um. Also, I was supposed to be able to um, – I have a friend that I used to do AA – meetings with I did AA for two years I have like you know um I did three meetings a week you know I met a bunch of um, women there and I'm not able to see my friends that live eight minutes away from me which I find extremely strange um I, I feel like they're making me feel like I live in a rehab program this is my home um I'd like for my boyfriend to be able to drive me in his car um and I want to meet with a therapist once a week not twice a week and I want him to come to my home because I actually know I do need a little therapy. Um, I was told, um, um, hold on. I think that's, oh, and I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have a um, ID inside of myself right now so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the ID out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they they don't want me to have children, any more children. Um, so basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. Um, I, I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. Um, but I do feel like um, there is a crunch here and I feel like um, I feel open and I'm OK to talk to you today about it. But I, I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever, because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, all of I hear, I hear all these no's. No, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, any of those things and more so. Um, and that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. It's just very, um, it's just heartbreaking to hear, you know? Um, so, and then, so they went on a recess and then they cut the audio because they realized people were live tweeting. She's now the number one trending topic in the United States at the moment on all platform, all social media platforms. Um, it's just, and it's still going. So when they came back from recess, they decided to cut the audio. So, and then her her court-appointed attorney, Ingham, was like, he said he wanted to consult with his client, Brittany, and see if she wanted to end the conservatorship, when literally that's all she kept saying during her statement. So we shall see, girl. We shall fucking see. I'm just... I just hope these people go to jail. I really do. I want everybody involved to go to jail. I even want the Judge Penny to go to jail. I was really fucking with her a, long, a while ago. Now, I don't really fuck with her. I don't fuck with nobody. I want everybody to go to jail. Every last one. I might even want her mama to go to jail, too. And her mom's really on her side. I, I'm, bitch... Put her on ice and let me let me check back. I might want her to go to jail too. Sit in the fucking jail. That's it. Send that bitch ass nigga to jail. But everybody need to go to jail. Lou Taylor, the dad, all the attorneys, fucking Reva Goats, that old ass bitch who was on the case back then. That bitch gotta go to jail. Ingham, her court-appointed attorney, got to go to jail. And Dr. Benson, even though he's dead and gone, they need to dig his ass up and put his ass in jail. Everybody need to go to jail. Perez Hilton need to go to jail. But, girl, 
Perez Hilton ended up putting on, he's like, you know, I'm going to explain everything about my situation with Britney and da 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 woo 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 You need to go to jail too, Perez Hilton. For real. Because you're part of the problem. You're the one who also sent everything into a motherfucking tailspin. And also the reason why he, she's in this conservatorship as well. Send his ass to jail. Then US Weekly going to tweet, free Britney. No, bitch. Send your ass to jail too. Because you bitches were profiting off of her fucking downfall. Turn it into a motherfucking tailspin. A lot of y'all editors were sending your kids off to college based off of the money that you made off of her. And now this woman can't even, she has zero freedom at all. Y'all need to go to jail. The whole fucking magazine need to go to fucking jail. I don't even care if you just got hired today and it's your first day at US Weekly. Bitch, you gotta go to jail. Everybody gotta go to jail. Fuck everybody. You gotta go to fucking prison, bitch. So, but how do you give? I know, I know good and goddamn well. Oh, what happened? Britney's full statement today via Variety. Okay. I know good and goddamn well um, everybody is shook. I know they're shook because they're like, oh, Britney is pissed. She came in hot, bitch. She came in hot. She is angry and pissed and she's ready to send. She was like, bitch, I'm ready to sue my family. Jamie Lynn need to go to jail. Brian Spears need to go to jail. Her dancers need to go to jail. Mm-hmm. MGM Grand need to go to jail. Planet Hollywood need to go to jail. Las Vegas needs to go to jail. Everybody need to go to jail. For real. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. When they let my girl go, it's a wrap for you hoes. For real. It's a rizap for you bitches. They, need to, they all need to go to fucking jail. That's it. Send them to jail. So we shall see. I hope Judge Penny don't be playing her daughter was like, you know, I love my mom because she's really good at what she does and stuff. Bitch, I was fucking with your mom a while ago. I was, she on ice too. Everybody on ice because I'm still trying to figure out what the fucking holdup is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I hope Judge Penny do the right thing and she don't keep this shit going. I really hope Britney gets out of this shit. And the really scary thing is a lot of people in conservatorships don't they're in conservative conservatorships till the day they die so that's really scary but i'm keeping hope alive because bitch let me tell you girl i the girls are so ready <laughs> i need to stop saying certain things because i don't need nobody coming after me bitch but let me just say this the girls is ready not the L.A. Crips in love with Britney and, and, and about to send some shots. Not that's how that's how you know Britney touched so many lives. Like not the L.A. Crips, bitch. <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm just like emotionally drained. Like that was such an emotional roller coaster. Like imagine not being able to talk about shit that you're dealing with for 13 years. That is just fucking wild, yo. Anyway, so moving right along. So also, when I recorded this um, <clears throat> podcast, Justin Timberlake, a, a slew of celebrities have been tweeting about um, Britney, just, you know, such as Mariah Carey and Brandy. But of course, Justine Timberlake popped up on the internet. And he was, this is what he said. He said, Quote, no one should ever be held against their will or ever have to ask permission to access every, everything they've worked so hard for. Jess and I send our love and our absolute support to Brittany during this time. We hope the courts and her family make this right and let her live however she wants to live. After what we saw today, we should all be supporting Brittany at this time, regardless of our past, good and bad. And no matter how long ago it was, what's happening to her is just not right. No woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her own body. And I'm just like, all right, Justine, girl, just you could choke. You could really fucking choke. I really don't care. Um. Because here's the thing, you were part of the problem, girl. You were part of the problem. You ridiculed her for years and years and years. Bitch, you were just ridiculing her just a few years ago. 
you never let it go. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I did another episode of Justine, a few, I think it's maybe episode four, maybe episode five, bitch, I don't remember, but you can go back and listen to all the bullshit that he was doing. Um, so you were part of the problem, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just getting to the point where it's just like, why don't, why are y'all just now coming to terms? Like, y'all should have been had this girl's back from day one. But you know what? Let me tell you something. You're going to get what you, what what's coming, bitch. Let me tell you, that, that Britney Voodoo, that Britney Voodoo going to get you, girl. I'm telling you, I can feel it in my bones. I swear to God. Let me tell you what I really, really feel. That Britney Voodoo going to get get the girls. When Britney is free, the girls are going to gag. Mark my, remember this, remember this podcast, remember me hearing this screen recorder or whatever, that Britney Voodoo gonna get the girls, it's gonna get the girls, and they're just going to have to fucking gag, and it's gonna be judgment day, and the girls are just gonna have to pay the price, bitch, so, and one of the girls that's on the chopping block, aside from all the people in the conservatorship, and aside from you, Us Weekly, and aside from Perez Hilton, and aside from all them motherfuckers, and them paparazzi girls, it's gonna be Justine Timberlake up there too, so, Girl, just that pretty voodoo. Moving right along. So I am so happy to finally announce that the collagen serum is finally here. Oh, it's been a while, child. It's been a, a, a few months of trial, not trial and error. It's just we've had so many issues with the packaging that like, <laughs> I didn't think that that was going to be the holdup. I, once I got the formula right and the ingredients right, I was like, oh, cool. It's got to be smooth sailing. Bitch, wrong. We've had to reprint and reprint and reprint and remake and remake the fucking packaging. I almost called it quits. I was like, you know what? Just throw it all away. <laughs> just so fucking annoyed <laughs> i was so annoyed with it but needless to say the collagen serum is finally here i made this serum because um a lot of collagen you 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 first off you need collagen to keep your skin looking cute and stuff like that but everything on the market is really all powdered and you know once you put it into your body and stuff it will go to you like your tendons your eyeballs your organs and might make it to your skin you know what i'm saying so i wanted something that's going to really complement the microneedling pen because you know the whole purpose of a microneedling pen is to get rid of scarring and stretch marks and to rebuild collagen so while my skin is already punctured, I wanted to create a liquid collagen. So I've been working on this for a while. And so it's finally here. It's on SolRayBeauty.com. That's S-O-L-R-A-Y Beauty.com. Um, it is $38, which I think is a cute little, you know, price point. It's one, um, one ounce. Um, the short story is the collagen is important in keeping your skin healthy, hydrated, and reducing wrinkles. But the long zhuzh of it all is collagen plays a vital role in strengthening your skin and assisting in elasticity and hydration. As we age, our bodies produce less and less collagen, thus drying out your skin, making it thinner, 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 and incredibly prone to forming deep-set permanent wrinkles. Collagen peptides help slow the aging process by reducing wrinkles and dryness. Most oral collagen supplements are made with hydrolyzed collagen and have to go through your body. They target all your areas that are that are in need of collagen, such as tendons, ligaments, and muscles. Whatever is left over eventually might make it to your skin. This product, however, is a liquid collagen you can put lace directly onto your skin for fast absorption. No oral su supplements needed, guaranteeing the benefit of the collagen is targeted in a specific area. Um, so that's really why I made it, because I just wanted to put it directly on my face. Um, I've been using it for a few months now. It's really great with the microneedling. I use it every night. Um, it's great because it's like, you can see like the plumping in it. So also it doesn't just have collagen in it. It also has hyaluronic acid, which retains moisture in your skin. Um, ceramides, which also retain moisture in your skin as well. So not only is it has the collagen, but it also has all those really great ingredients as well. So it's really a cute, it's really, I'll be saying it's the serum of all serums, girl. It's really that girl. Um, so yeah, it is available now. It's finally in stock, ready to ship out. 
If you place your orders, it will be sent out immediately. But also, thank you for everyone who did pre-order it. But yes, SaulRayBeauty.com. That's S-O-L-R-A-Y-B-E-A-U-T-Y.com. No shakes. I know some of the girls don't know how to spell it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, SaulRayBeauty.com. And it's available now. All right, so HBO Max has a new reboot. Some more reboots, child. Some more reboots, you know, just... I'm just wondering if the girls just don't have no creativity anymore to, like, create new shit, you know? Like, (laughs) why are we rebooting everything? Everything don't need to be rebooted, baby. The only thing y'all need to be rebooting, as Kid Fury said, is you need to reboot these snacks, all right? Y'all need to reboot these dungaroos, dunkaroos. Bitch, the fucking wasabi funyuns. Have y'all ever had funyuns? The wasabi flavor ones? You probably don't even remember it. Why? Because they were only here for like a couple years and then they got rid of them. Those fucking wasabi funyuns is lit. So, girl, they instead of rebooting all these damn shows, they need to reboot these fucking snacks, bitch. They need to bring the fofofo back. Okay, bitch. They need to bring the fucking big and tasty back, bitch. There's a lot of things these places they need to reboot this food, you know. Because I, if I want to watch Gossip Girl, bitch, I could literally just click on old Gossip Girl and watch Gossip Girl. You know what I'm saying? I can't go and find the wasabi funyuns. So reboot the food, bitch. I don't need all this other shit, bitch. They need to reboot fucking Surge Soda. Y'all remember Surge Soda, bitch? They need to reboot that. They need to reboot the Kiwi Lime Kool-Aid, bitch. The fuck? So anyways, HBO Max is rebooting Gossip Girl and will avoid glorifying its characters' wealth and lifestyles, according to showrunner Josh Safran. Quoting, these kids wrestle with their privilege in a way the original didn't. In light of Black Lives Matter, in light of Occupy Wall Street, things have shifted. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck. Okay? I don't give a fuck about rich, woke people. I don't want to see a show about rich, woke people. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. I'll be honest with you. I loved Gossip Girl. That was my fucking show, bitch. That still is my show. I can still watch that right now and be like, ah, bitch. No, I live for Gossip Girl down to the ground. I enjoyed watching rich white people act like rich white people. I enjoy that. I don't need to watch. I don't need them Black Lives Matter in it. I don't need them Occupy Wall Street in it and and talking about my my their privilege and yelling at their rich parents. Talking about like, mom, dad, you guys, these are my pronouns. And, and I'm just, I don't need, I, don't, I really don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I understand they got to do that now because it's 2021 and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, just don't reboot the bitch. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that. Literally, nobody asked for that. The reason why we watched Gossip Girl and we loved it was because these white bitches, these white rich bitches was crazy and doing some off the wall shit that our black asses was never able to get away with. That was just, that's the entertainment. Let us enjoy that. That's why we liked it. So, girl, whatever. Other topic I want to touch on briefly. I was going to go more in depth with all these topics, but bitch, Brittany has me in a motherfucking tizzy right now okay and i need to get i need to hurry and record this because i really do need to do my laundry or whatever and really get my life in order because that is just i need to just sit down and just compress like decompressed so i'm just gonna hit these little topics real quick now boom i watched this show I watched this show called This Is Pop on Netflix. Actually really good. I watched the episode about um, called Stockholm Syndrome, which was basically about how pop music was coming out of Sweden. You know, Ace of Base, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, um, ABBA, shit like that. That was good. Then I watched one about Boys to Men, and that was really good. Um, and basically it was like how Boys to, Men, Boys to Men had like, a five-year really sickening run, and then all of a sudden, they just kind of disappeared because, you know, Backstreet Boys, Sync, and 98 Degrees stole their formula, which is basically the same shit that happened to, like, Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley and, you know, all that shit in the past. You know, like, white musicians coming in and really kind of 
turning the party, but kind of fucking over um, black artists and their careers. So that was a good episode. But then I got to the episode about, um, what is it called? Um, Autotune. And it was really interesting to see how they invented Autotune. But basically, there's a story where T-Pain, he's on camera, he says this. He, I want to say it was the 2013 BET Awards. I don't really remember what year. It doesn't really matter. He's on a plane. He's in first class. And he's asleep, mind you. And then the stewardess or the flight attendant or whatever walks up to T-Pain, wakes him up. Rude. Bitch. Rude. And says, Usher wants to talk to you in the back. So he's like, bitch, me and Usher been cool. We've been cool. Like, he's my friend or whatever. Boom. So Usher pulls him aside and unprovoked, just out of fucking nowhere, is like, you know, man, you ruined it for real singers. You really ruined the in- the industry for real singers. And T-Pain was basically saying, like, that was when it started his four-year depression. And he was really depressed because he was like, oh, my God, you blame me for, you know, using auto-tune and blah, 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 blah. We do it. Boom. So there's a lot to unpack here, but I know the girls online were like, Usher needs to apologize and and blah, blah, blah. T-Pain is a genius and blah, 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 boom, 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 boom. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, I will say this. I think, I think where Usher is coming from is from a real place. I do think there is... Um, truth in what he's saying i don't think the cause of it is t-pain i don't i think it was a a multitude of things that really caused this but i will say auto-tune really did um usher in a new wave of music where the girls could really just sing off key that's just what it was that's the truth is t-pain at fault absolutely not you know what i'm saying there's a whole there the thing is like you have to understand when it comes to music it's not just this this artist you know that's it's not just oh this is the artist's fault there's a whole salute it's a whole machine behind shit that makes things hot okay it's not just the artist did, decided to do it no bitch it's a whole machine and there was a whole machine behind fucking T-Pain and sometimes you know how like when you have a president and they be like, oh, fuck this president. He's over here fucking up the economy and but it's really the it's really the work of the previous president. So that's kind of like how trends are. Like this was already starting to culminate. This was already starting to percolate. And it wasn't until it got closer and closer to that zenith is when T-Pain came out with his bangers, because those were bangers, bitch. You can't deny it. And it really catapulted it into a different stratosphere. Thus, Really kind of, you know, ushering in, no pun intended, ushering in a new, new, like, wave of musicians who didn't really have to sing. And when that's making the industry a lot of money, especially at a time when the industry is upside down, I think when T-Pain just came in, the economy tanked. So bitches weren't even buying music the way they were no more. It was a whole slew of things that was really hitting simultaneously. And all of a sudden you have a man who's making tons and tons and tons of money for um, these record labels. So, of course, they're going to push it, which is in the long run, slightly irresponsible. But that's just what it is. So was Usher right? Of course. Was he wrong for coming at T-Pain? Of course, because it wasn't T-Pain's fault. Um, but yeah, it's, but the thing is this, it is weird because he did kind of crack open. Well, no, it was really Cher who cracked open the, the not invisible like layer or like the man behind the fucking curtain, but like at everybody has used autotune since like 1996 or whenever it was invented. You know what I'm saying? Everyone uses autotune. I use autotune. If you know how to use it, it's not like this crazy tool that. All right, now, hold on. Billy, get your ass out of that motherfucking drawer. I'm sorry. That's so extra. Hold on. Let me go get her real quick because she's about to drive me nuts. 
Billy, I swear to God, if you walk into that motherfucking drawer. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, where was I? So let me explain auto-tune, really. Just in a, re or a little recap. So let's say you are, if the song is in a mm, A minor, you know, you're supposed to be singing in A minor, all right? Well, sometimes some bitches be singing in an F sharp. Why you're in an A minor and F sharp, I have no idea, but I'm just giving you an example. But it's some, but honestly, I've seen a lot of it happen. I'd be like, damn, bitch, can you, are you tone deaf? The fuck? So anyways, if the, if, if the song is in an A minor, you're supposed to be singing in an A minor. But occasionally, which is very natural, very na like no singer's not going to like get out of pitch. So, but you, you get out of pitch a teeny, teeny bit. So auto-tune keeps the vocals in that pitch. And so, and there's like a, how can I explain it? There is like a, a catch rate. So if you crank it up really, really high, anytime your voice gets closer out of that A minor and kind of goes anywhere outside of that realm, it will, it will catch it and bring it back down into the A minor. Does that make sense? So if you crank it up really, really high and it catches it, it will make like a little mew, like a, a bleeping sound, like a vocoder type sound, which you don't want. You know, when you're mixing music, and I've been mixing music for, oh, oh like 13 years of my life. So when you when you mix music, this is what you you don't want that sound. You don't want to hear that. You know, you want to keep it low. So let's say on us just for mathematic purposes, like let's say on a scale of one to a hundred. A hundred is like if you crank it all the way up, you'll get that that crazy sound. So normally when I'm mixing music for other people, I keep it at like 15, 20. Not not because I don't want a sound effect. I don't want that. I just want occasionally when your voice pops out of that A minor, I just want to keep it in that, that pocket. I want to keep it solid and I want to keep it smooth. And that's what auto-tune is supposed to do. Um, now, when you crank it up higher, you get those little cool little effects that people love now or whatever. So when Cher did it, they cranked it up high. Um, because again, naturally, your voice is going to pop out of the um, the key that the song's in. That's just how it is naturally. No one can sing. You, you know what I'm saying? It'll be very dull. And plus, when you're doing um, runs and riffs and stuff vocally, your voice is naturally going to do that. So they cranked it up high, thus exposing auto-tune because it was like at that time a big secret. Even Celine Dion was using fucking auto-tune. Everybody uses auto-tune. Everyone. So if the norm was to keep it at 15, 20%, T-Pain was putting at 100 on all his tracks. Now it's crazy because you can hear, I can hear things, like I don't really listen to music in the, the sense of like, as a regular person listening to music, I listen to music as an engineer. So when I listen to it, bitch, motherfuckers is on the radio right now solid on a 75 they got that shit on a 7580 i swear to god like they are really skating in on a 7580 like for real so auto-tune is not like a bad thing it's not a, a people really misconstrue like oh if you use auto-tune you can't sing no it ain't got shit to do with that it's literally just an engineering tool that you use to make sure that um the the vocal stays in pocket you know what I'm saying? There's a whole slew of other plugins that we use. We use compress compressions. We use reverb. We, there's like a whole slew of things that we use. Doesn't mean they're a bad singer. It's just we're doing a professional polished recording. And as the music industry has progressed, it's gotten to the point where like you listen to old stuff, like even from the 80s and some things in the 90s, and you can hear some of those imperfections more now you don't hear any imperfections in music recording anymore just because engineering has gotten so advanced. So again, just because a bitch uses auto-tune don't mean she can't sing. Most of the girls now cannot sing, but there are bitches like Celine Dion use um, auto-tune. Celine Dion uses auto-tune live, okay, allegedly. I'll put that there. Allegedly, Celine Dion uses auto-tune live. And a lot of bitches use auto-tune live, meaning... When you're singing, they keep, um, they turn the auto-tune on. 
it's it goes through a feed and the plugin. So therefore, let's say maybe Celine keeps it on at 10% or maybe 8%. It's just in the advent that her voice bloop, falls out of pitch or goes out of pitch. It puts it right back. You could use Autotune Live. Um so yeah, like just again, like just want to reiterate, just because you use autotune don't mean you you can't sing. There's a lot of real singers who use autotune. And but when T-Pain did it and started cranking it up to a hundred, that's when it was like, oh shit. And then it welcomed in a whole slew of artists who really, really, really dead ass cannot sing. Um, and so there's that. All right. So moving right along to the next topic. <laughs> So I guess the Kardashians is over. It's the the end of the series or some shit. I know, I think they're gonna come back though on like um a streaming platform or some shit like that. So it's really not the end of them. God damn it. But anyway, so they did like a little reunion thing with Andy Cohen and they really just talking about some bullshit. Anyways. But Kendall Jenner was basically she was like, I'll play the clip, cause I don't wanna paraphrase too much, but she basically was like, girl. I've worked so-and-so this many years, and I didn't really have, um, I didn't really use my family's name to make a name for myself in the modeling industry, and people, she was like, I would go on, like, casting um, in the middle of nowhere where nobody knew who I was, and 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 it's just like, girl, let me just play the clip for you. Now, as a model, I went to every single casting, and ran all over not only New York City, but all over Europe trying to, you know, get a job and, and make my way. Of course, I had a platform, and I'll never, I never took that for granted. I always knew that that was there, but that almost made my job a little bit harder, um, only because people, you know, probably didn't want to hire me because I was on a reality TV show. She actually wouldn't allow us as a family to go to any of the fashion shows Why? and sit front row because she didn't want to be distracted. Or with, a film. Yeah. I took my last name off of my name on like all my modeling cards so that I was taken completely seriously. I mean, I literally like went to like the middle of nowhere castings. Like I, I definitely worked my way to where I am now. I think it's just a perception that people have that I just was like, give it to me and i had it it definitely was not that like ma'am i get it like i get it like but at the same time it's like you have you cannot you are on one of the most popular television shows of all time no matter where you walk into these bitches gonna know who you are that's just what it is you know what I'm saying? You could take your last name off of shit all you want. You could change your name to Boo Boo the Fool and bitch, everybody gonna know you are fucking Kendall Jenner. So let's cut the fucking shenanigans, girl. Just just own up to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just hate when a bitch don't be want to be funky with it. Just be like, yeah, you know, I'm really appreciative, you know, that people were able to recognize me and I'm able to show my talent and be able to strut my ass on these motherfucking runways and slay it. And honestly, I'll just keep it funky with you. If I didn't have that opportunity, I didn't have that privilege, I wouldn't be where I am now. Boom. There, And, you know, that would have been a great opportunity for you to be like, you know what, bitch? There's a lot of models who be in this game for years and years and years and barely can book shit. Bitch, I was able to catapult myself in a different stratosphere in under two years. This is, you know what I'm saying? It's like they need to diversify this or they need to. Instead, you, that you gave this whack-ass story. And it's just like, girl, just be like. They knew who I was, and I got the job. And it sucks, but I'm still going to take the job. You know what I'm saying? I would have I fucked with you more if you'd have been like, you know what? It sucks that, you know, they basically only gave me the job because I'm famous instead of another bitch who's been doing this longer than me. But I'm still going to take the job. I would have been like, you know what? T, work, bitch. I would have taken the job, too. But, you know, that's also that Kardashian, Kardashian Jenner clan. They just... Their reality is just, no pun intended, just a different type of reality. Also, before I get into listener letters, everybody and their mama get in a BBL this summer. Okay, let me tell you what's going on this summer. Everybody is either pregnant this summer or getting a BBL. Tell me I'm wrong. Everybody's either pregnant or getting a BBL. That's it. I mean, there's really nothing else for me to say. It's just I've noticed this summer, everybody is getting a BBL or pregnant this summer. Or getting shot. That's really about it. All right, moving on. Bitch, I just had the fucking listener letters up, and my internet has been acting crazy. And I really think it's a uh, it's a 
it's one of two things or maybe two of two things. Either I'm not getting good internet service in my office because it happens to both my computers, my laptop and then my desktop. But I don't know if it's my desktop or my laptop that's tripping. I don't know why I'm always having these fucking technical difficulties, but I cannot log into shit. My internet's not working. (sighs) This is really shady. Anyways, well, I guess, sorry, (laughs) no listener letters. But if you do have a listener letter, you can send it in at ask at the Solomon Ray podcast at gmail.com. Hopefully, I'll just probably print them out before because, bitch, this is really fucking raggedy. Um, Anyways, I'm going to New York this weekend to celebrate Pride. I am thinking about doing like a little meetup. Um, I just don't know how to do it. So I've been looking at everyone's comments and stuff like that. And so I'm trying to figure it out, girl. But um, I'll keep you guys posted on my social medias. Aside from that, bitch, there are no final thoughts. Just free Britney. That's really it. Free my girl, Britney Jean Spears. That's really it. And fucking Jamie Spears and Lou Taylor and everybody part of this motherfucking conservatorship. Mark your fucking days. (laughs) 